Welcome to How the West is Number One. My name is Jules Brooke, and this podcast has been proudly sponsored by the Maribyrnong City Council and is all about the extraordinary business owners we have in this area. Welcome to the How the West Was One podcast. I'm very excited today because my guest is Callum Urch, who is the founder and owner of Ecosight. So welcome, Callum. Thanks for having me, Jules. Pleasure to be on. <laughs> it's great to have you here. So let's just explain to everyone first, what is Ecosite? Yeah, so basically uh, Ecosite is a construction and event um facility yeah. like a hire so there's essentially caravans okay um so any any setup of a construction site or where they need facilities or it's hard to access or get other trades in there we actually tow our vans in um guys set up their smoke smoker or lunch rooms out of yeah. them um we also have models that are offices as well. Yes, because I saw on, on your website that you've got office layouts and things. So yeah. how would it, someone use that? Is that for like construction as well? Or is yeah, that- yeah, exactly right. So, you know, some sites may have, you know, their their office staff in, in one and right. then they might have their, their workers, you know, set up Keeping in another Keeping them all separate. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so um, uh, very – very popular on a lot of the rail jobs. Um, oh, the my crossings, God, yes, um, of course. Great time. And the freeways and stuff like that where, you know, they will set these up in the middle of the freeway and guys don't have to travel back to wherever their, their main base is. Yeah, and, um, then it can, and then you can just move them as the tunnel exactly progresses right. or the bridge progresses exactly or whatever. Right. So yeah. but the, the big difference with mine is their uh, um, battery and solar-powered um, unit. So yeah. we're the only one on the market that... Provides that everyone really the only one nationally. Yeah, so everyone else provides a generator. Um, yeah, diesel generator. So these things just tick away on a whole Puffing day. Puffing out black smoke exactly everywhere. Exactly right. So we're lucky enough that our units, um, you know, they're they're silent. Um, you know, we've got lots of features in them. Um, Yes, and they're, and they're good for the environment, so the which first is question, very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first question I've got to ask you is why? Why did you decide, why did you come up with this? Because it's such a clever idea and it's sort of one of those ones that you look at and kind of go, Duh, why has no yeah. one done it earlier? It makes so much sense. Actually, people always ask me, like, how surely someone else has come yeah. up with this before. So, look, the the, the difference is that there obviously is, as I said, there is models, that, are, but it's all um, generator powered. So right. Essentially, the the model was there, and we knew, you know, I've got a extensive background in construction, and I knew that these things were really handy on site because, you know, it takes away the need to for a full setup if yep. you, if you like, and you can get into tricky places, and you don't need people to hook up your power or your your waste and all that kind of stuff. You're kind of ready to go. So I Amazing. knew there was a, I knew there was a a spot in the market for these as a generator power one, but when I really knuckled down into my research and, um. You know, did a, did a lot of, um, you know, trial and error type stuff. And once I realised that we could supply the same amount of power through the battery and solar as to the diesel one, I, th- I knew we were kind of onto a good thing there. So, so why has no one thought of it before? Uh, I'm not Do sure. You think? I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, there must be – it, it just seems so incredibly obvious now yeah, because I you've th- got – Do you, where are the, so you've got solar panels on the roof. Solar on the roof and um, – a chassis mount of battery, which is which is new technology. So right um, that you invented. No, so I've got a, um, a a business that I went through to um, with the that supply the the batteries. Right, um, and I was just able to add from my experience in construction things that I really knew that were were important along the way. So things like uh, what? Tell us. <laughs> uh, for example, you know, I think 
especially in the industry, a lot of things changed. A lot people are working a lot of lot of hours. Yeah. So, and I think you know the the times where they just stick the workers in any any facility and think right. that I, I think all that stuff's gone. So, um, you know, nice fit outs. You know, timber cabinetry and you know just a good feel in there because people are spending a lot of time at work. And yeah. Especially with the rail. And road jobs, which we're, we're on a lot. You know, guys are working seven days a week. They're doing 12-hour shifts. Um, and then I it's just not really, fair to yeah, put them in. I really out. thought that, you know, it was one thing that I'd always enjoyed at work. If you can have just 20 minutes or half an hour in a spot where you can kind of take your mind off being there the whole day, you know, you're obviously on to a bit of a winner, so... Yeah, it really makes sense. But I'm still interested as to why, like, how did you identify that there was this gap? Was there a time that you were on a site yourself and it was just, you know, oh, shitty accommodation or was oh, it that you were just looking times. at the puffing yeah, there, of the black smoke coming out of the... Uh, there probably was one job where I was setting up um, the site sheds actually for the Westgate, um, painting the Westgate Bridge oh, yeah. underneath. And I remember we had to wait for a facility to get craned in um, that came on a truck. Then we had uh, to wait for a toilet to come in. Uh, there was also all these different bits and pieces that we had to wait for, and I was thinking to myself, it would be nice to have a one facility, an all-in-one, where you'd, and you don't have to worry about refueling it. You, you've got all these other things that you don't have to worry about. It'd just be so easy, and it just made sense. So and as it evolved um, over the, you know, those initial stages, we just came up with what we've got now. So, so, so when did you set it up? Is it new? Uh, so we got our first van out in May 2020. Ooh, good timing. Yeah. So <laughs> God, well, I guess construction continued we, all the way we through. We were lucky. So. We were lucky. So um, I suppose, you know, with COVID and all that kind of stuff, it was a good time just to really concentrate on the business. There wasn't too much else that we could do. <laughs> yes. Um, but obviously it had uh, – we – you know, we think we can get into the event side of things as well where where there's a whole market there that we haven't even explored because there's been no events, I suppose. It makes huge. So you've got, like, toilet blocks in there or is yeah, it? Yeah, so we've got some models have um, toilets at the back. Others are just an open open space, space inside with an extra table and the ones without the toilets. And we found, you know, the good thing about, um, you know, constructing everything here and using all um, local trades and, you know, Australian-made products yeah. is... Any bits and pieces that we found on the ground that people wanted, we were able to implement straight away. So through COVID, people were saying we don't want the toilets because um, they needed. People the- stopped weeing over no, the COVID. No, no, they just. Happened? I think there was just a lot of um, protocols around the cleaning of them and oh stuff. Oh my like- god! Yes, yes, um, of course. And then of course they wanted more space inside because of the social distancing. So you know, right. when, when we could fit twelve people in in these, they. Were- construction took that right back down to three so they wanted more space inside so we were able to implement stuff fast fast and as we were going so you know and roll out different models as needed so are your main clients now sort of government and infrastructure things have you got have you managed to land an event yet uh we haven't yet we haven't yet so maybe the laneway festival or one of the local ones will use you first i've spoken to our friends at at the council and said if there's anything to um that we can participate in we're always you know willing for, yeah, to find a couple of things so we did participate in the with the, we did a collaboration with metro tunnel uh and zoos victoria where we took a van out to Yellingbow for the um helmeted honey eater so oh, they, yeah. did, they relocated some birds out there and so we, we've done a few things like that so but mainly it's the big construction mobs um yeah metro trains you know that 
clients like that that are that are really well I guess into- that kind of makes sense to you because that's your background I think so yeah. let's just use this opportunity to tell people a little bit about you so where did you grow up uh, I'm gonna start in- ages ago <laughs> yeah so I grew up in Kingsville so I'm a, are you serious yeah so I'm a I'm a local what school did you go to I went to Corpus Christi just Where's- on uh, Geelong Road oh uh, yeah okay so yeah, and then I moved um, to Caroline Chisholm in for my secondary schooling. Right, and um, I stayed there till about ten, and then it was time for me to <laughs> get hit, out, hit the workforce. So I, I took up an apprenticeship with a local builder when I was, I think I must have been fifteen or sixteen. So wow, yeah. So we, um, and that was the start of my my. And was build. that all, and that's all local? We're still in Kingsville, yeah, yeah old yeah, kind of area. Much, yep. Yep, at that time it definitely was because obviously I didn't have a license or anything, so I was getting picked up, yeah, 15. picked up and dropped off. Do you look so. back now and think, God, I was so young when I started? I do, yeah, I do. So, but it's you know, it's good oh, times, yeah, of course, good times back then. So, well, look what money you've done and, with it as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, did my apprenticeship there, and then I was lucky enough to get. Um, drafted to North Melbourne back then, so football team. Yeah. So oh, congratulations. Yeah. Well, that's so, I'm showing my footy ignorance. <laughs> am I? Did you play for them in the in the? I did, but I you know, I was there for five years. So, right. um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't the most successful part of my uh, right. my journey. So, but probably you probably learned a whole lot from it. I bet you've learned a whole yeah. lot of things not to do if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more. Um, you probably don't think you're learning that much, but then later on in life, you, yeah. There's really good aspects that you take out of it, like you know you're always on time for work. Just little things like that. I think they they drum into you with it just subconsciously that you don't even know. So it's probably helped me in good stead for you know later on in but life. So, so you started that at what seventeen or eighteen? I was eighteen, and then I spent five years there. Right. Um, and, and were then, you was was this sort of like were you sort of reserves or? Yeah, so we were reserves. Um, a couple of gains in the in the seniors, but lots of injuries and. Lots, right. of, lots of ups and downs. So when I kind of look back on that part of part of my life, so it's funny, isn't it? How you look back sometimes on jobs and you just go, "Oh my god!" I mean, there is a job I had that the Herald Sun that I still think I had just the worst boss. Like I remember her saying, "Don't get on the wrong side of me, love, because we love." Sh- I, I, what I used to do is shove the woman's head down the toilets. <laughs> if any, and I was like, "Oh my god, who is this woman?" But um, but you can look back now and go, "Well, you know, I learned a whole lot from it." Yeah. So so what happened after that? Uh, then back on the tools, and I, I do think I was pretty lucky um, to always have my trade to go back on because a lot of guys finish that period of life and you, you're fully dedicated to it. Yeah, so, right. You know, and if you start really young, so say you get into, you know, at 16 or 17, then you've got nothing. Yeah, exactly right. But I do remember I think it, I must have had one week of trade school when I was 17 or 18 to finish and obviously got drafted and I was thinking to myself, I'm never coming back here. <laughs> so, and then five years, Famous late, last words. five years later, I had that one week I had to go back and complete it. So Right. And so you got back on and then were you working as a contractor to other local businesses around here yeah, for so, a while? Yeah, so I went back. Um, I was living in Middle Park at the time, so just as working, you do when you're a football player, yeah, just work, <laughs> just working for local builders and stuff over there, and then I found my way to the uh, the waterfront there on the Spirit of Tasmania for a few years. Oh, okay. What did you do there? Uh, I was a wharfie, so we just loaded and unloaded the ship. Right. Uh, and then, but I always, even when I was there, I always had a hand in my building. Um, we used to get a fair bit of time off, so it was always. Something not. So, so the question is, do builders build their own homes? Did you build your own home? Like uh, it's one of those things I'm, like doctors don't go to the doctor. Yeah, well, that's all, I think every builder's got a half-renovated house at right. least, so <laughs> I've got to start on it. But, no, nah, it's, it's not too bad. So, yeah, and then um, 
from there, I spent a bit of time uh, in the mines in WA. Uh, wow. And then came back here and once I got back here, I started my own business um, doing renovations and extensions. And how long ago was that? Uh, I think that was about 2016. Oh, okay. So you've been doing it for five or six years. Yeah, and then I found own. my way onto the level crossings and um, I was- I That was a huge project, wasn't it? That yeah, was a big so government still going, project across so, yeah. Um which was a good experience, actually. So, I um, and that's where I kind why, of come up with. This. Why was it a good experience? I just think in that time of your life, when you're looking for to make good money, and you know the jobs are big, and you're learning a lot. So, it's, right. I think it's pretty consistent. So, but then I suppose it opens up your eyes to the opportunities of what is needed out on sites, and where you know you're probably getting around, and you think. I think coming from a domestic, um, doing a lot of domestic work, when you get onto big jobs like that, you can see where you can make improvements and right. it's just a completely different concept and, um, you know, I, I suppose that's where I probably started thinking about, you know, coming up with my own ideas of something that would be used on those jobs. Well, I love it that you did rather than just going to your boss or going to somebody else, how about we get, you know, we should investigate this. Yeah. So was there a sort of... Time when you were working on it secretly and you weren't able to tell anyone at work and oh, you were for itching sure. to. Was, you know, I remember I was on, I did, did a lot of night shift with those jobs and I remember one time I'm like half asleep and the boss is <laughs> like, mate, what is going on? And I didn't want, I didn't have the heart to tell him that I'd been, you know, building and designing caravans all day and not sleeping. So I do remember times like that, but I just, there's other times when I think about all my, uh, my poor workmates who I would have mentioned something about these caravans to over and over and over again. So, Such a good idea. I but, bet they're all spewing now. Yeah, that they- but it's, it is good to think, look back now when they ring you and they, you know, how they go on and they see them on site or I'll get a photo. and Oh, know, fantastic. It's always uh, a nice message to get. So what are your plans for it? What do you want EcoSite to do? Um, I think, you know, I'm still deciding where I want it to go because I think it's one of those things. It's know, got so many applications. It really does. And the, I think the more that you actually look around and think what you can use these things for it, because yeah, I'm thinking to- university, you know, students that have to go on sites, you know, to do geological things or yeah. whatever, you know, biology things where they're going out into the bush. It'd be brilliant if yeah, you had an there's office. Just, and- there's, there's so many things. And I think just the um, the ease of how how quick and easy they are to set up, it just takes so it just eliminates so much issue, so many issues for people. Yeah. Um, so, but then I always think about events and setting them up as green rooms and, you know, all these different types of things that we've got the capability yeah. to do, but it's just... You know, how many... How well, many- it's also how imaginative are the people out there that are looking for solutions. Yeah, and exactly I guess right. the other thing is helping you get the word out, yeah. which hopefully this will as well, so that people start thinking about it. So so I interrupted you, sorry, because you were saying where, where where would you like to be in like five or ten years with this? I mean, is this have you got a global vision for this? Because it, it sounds um, like it could easily yeah, go global. Yeah, probably not global at the moment, but... Um, <laughs> sorry, I- they're jumping ahead a bit. <laughs> But as, as we said, it definitely could. But it's just trying to work out the steps. And as we, I have the same issues as any startup business with you know cash, cash flow, flow and time, and time. <laughs> and you know, I think I do remember one stage I was thinking, oh, that would be good. You know, I can take clients out for lunch and um, you know wine and dine, and I'll get them on here and I'll do this. Well, you know, no two time. years two years in, I have not been on one lunch. So you know, it's a completely yeah. different, you know. What you think, how it's going to work, and how how 
actually does is um, so. Do, so, have apart. you been dealing with any of the sort of big companies like Mervac and and I can't think of any other ones, but you would know the names of them. I mean, are they sort of on your radar? Are they starting yeah, that, to? Yep. Use so, you? all our clients are all at this stage are all tier the big tier oh, one right. builders. So, Amazing. How um, did you do that? How did you go and approach them? Uh, it's it's actually interesting how it um, it does unfold because. Like, you know, people say it is a small industry, but it's not, but it's big. But I found once I got one on site, then, you know, someone might use it. And then all of a sudden on the next site, you know, someone would ring me and said, oh, we were we used an eco oh, site yeah, on yeah, right. So there was a lot of just organic growth throughout the whole Word industry. Nice. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm probably lucky because the product does really speak for itself and I haven't had to do too many sales pitches or anything too much like that. Too so, you know, the other thing with just the the boom in the industry at the moment, I suppose, was it's been going on for a few years though, but, you know, stock is very hard to find. So it's probably a, a good time to be to launching a product. But I think it just it generally, come, well, especially with construction too, it comes back to being competitive and, you know, if you can create a service and, um, you know, I, I think it's a much which makes sense. A much better product. And, and of course they, you they haven't, yeah, and, and you've been able to bed yourself down and test it all in that market and, and the event market's been dead, yeah, as we know, for exactly the last couple right. of years. So now as it opens up, you've got there, you've got the stories to tell and exactly right. Um, and and think, they'll be looking. Yeah, and I, I think if they can survive, you know, 24-hour shifts in construction for weeks on end, oh, and, gotcha. um, then you know, we should be able to survive. Most, yeah, uh, most oh, I can't, I can't wait to see it because I was sort of thinking of it more where, well, we're just looking on your website and I was thinking, now, where could I go and take an office? Like if I wanted to go and write a book, yeah. you know, I might just take your office thing along with me so that I could just sit on a clifftop somewhere and look out at the sea and yeah. write and you can do that. You can do. Yeah. And I think one of the other really important parts of what event, so basically the business is broken up into three areas. So yeah. we've got the manufacturer um, of the van, so yeah. we use directly. We use um, probably ten to twelve uh, local trades oh, per van, and then you know, then the um, the direct flow to probably we've got about I think it's about twenty five um, suppliers as well that we use on top oh, of those brilliant. trades, and then uh, so we work our way out from there, and then we've got um, the hiring of the actual vans. Yeah, so and we've been. You know, which I probably didn't realise at the start how important it was, but we've got full connectivity with our with our caravan, so I can look on my phone and I can see that your the van that you've got's running out of water, or your oh, waste, wow. or your waste is full. Um, how much solar you're gaining, uh, your power, uh, how much the and can the person who's rented it also see that? Yeah, so I can send them reports right at the end of every month. But how basically, cool? I I see that and. Then I service your van as well. So we go out, we we organise your water, we get rid of your waste. So it's a basically once you've got that van there, it's an all-in-one service. Um, so yeah, they're, they're the main three aspects of it. And of do you the think business. there'll be consumer angle at some stage? Would you imagine that you'd be creating these for people to buy off you, so that they could use it in their garden Look, I, or yeah, I, I'm whatever? Not sure. I've had a, I've had a few requests for people to buy because all these people now wanting to work from home and yeah, not exactly having to go right. into the office. I've had a lot of, yeah, I've had as I said, lots of people want to purchase them but I think in these initial stages that's this is where the advantage of hiring is because if there's any little issues that you pick up along the way we generally get the yeah, vans right. back you know we have you know touchwood we haven't had any major issues but little bits and pieces when they're off hide we can bring them back um, tweak them we can tweak them then send them back out but I think if we were to go down the sale path we just really want to you know nail that, that yeah. product right to the the integree so you know I 
I couldn't imagine myself flying all around Australia trying to fix people's caravans. So, <laughs> Sorry, this thing um, is broken. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, the other thing, everyone thinks they can fix things and do that themselves. So generally if something's wrong, people will try and fix it every way they can. Glue and, and sticky tape. And then they'll ring you. So, right. um, you know, with us servicing them, and we pretty much service every van that we've got, we're always out there. We can talk people through it and stuff like that. So it's actually, and you get some interaction and you get direct feedback as well from your clients of yeah, amazing. what works. And I actually did work on a site that one of mine was still on. So they didn't know it was mine. I was oh, sitting, you didn't tell them? No, 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 no. So, so you're just quietly hanging around seeing if anyone yeah. went, these are bloody gorgeous. And the people were like slipping off these seats that I've got. So, uh, okay. I, so you I went and got, got some, different material. Got some direct feedback on the seats. That was for sure. So it was interesting. Uh, Oh, that sounds really good. Now, talk a little bit to me about growing up in this area and living yep. here because I think that's incredibly cool. Yep. What 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 changed? I mean, I've lived here since two thousand and one, which I know is probably you know you've been here much longer. But there's been so much change in that oh, it's time. Been, it's been unbelievable. Talk to me a little bit about what it was like growing up and how the change has happened. What you've noticed over the yeah, so I've over probably your lifetime. moved. Uh, I've probably spent maybe six or seven years. Away, away from yeah. when I was maybe 18 to, you know, 25 or something like that, maybe a little bit longer. But I always remember when I was growing up, there was no young – you did not see, not like today, where like the parks and really? all that Is that here. why they closed all the high schools and everything got closed? When it I was, was here, like, they were only so, three. So to have a kick of the footy, I'd walk up and down this street we're in now and I'd knock on people's doors. In Wales door. Street and they were knocking on people's doors. Just try and get someone to kick a footy to you because you just – there was just it was just an old people's area. There was – yeah, wow, because I heard it was very Greek, so I heard it. I assumed that there were sort of big Greek families here, but no, yeah, no just more retirees. Yeah, no, I don't. I think that would. Yeah, it was just the demographic of the area, I suppose. And were um, all the at, primary schools open? Was there still Kingsville oh, and Wimbledon? I think so, and, but it was West Footscray back then, right? So yeah, when, that's I, when true. I was growing up, so I'm sure you know, like everyone else that had bought in the area, were pretty happy when the um, when they changed it. Changed it back Although to I've never quite understood why this is Kingsville and South Kingsville is the other side of yeah, the freeway. No, that's a strange one. And and West Footscray is the other side of the freeway as well. It's yeah. just a weird little corner. But, um, yeah, I, I suppose that now you drive around the streets and there's people pushing prams. Yeah, everywhere. The parks are packed. So it's, it's you know, it's poles apart, I suppose, from when I grew up here. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about your favourite places to, I don't know, uh, now I don't know, I'm just going to put it out there, I don't know whether you do meetings or whether you like to go out socialising, but tell me some of your favourite places in this area yeah, now because so, there's so many new ones opening up. Yeah, there is. So I've, I've probably got three or four go-tos. Okay, so hit me with um, them. <laughs> I actually get around Seddon a bit. So I've got... Um, Sourdough Kitchen in Seddon is obviously one of yes, my little favourites and um, both the Alpha stores. Yeah. But I'd have to say my number one's Advia. So. Ah, the little Advia in the village or the no, big the Advia? Seddon, that's big under- Advia, yeah. So um, Gene there just got some great food in there and as my Uber Eats bill, uh, <laughs> I think I went to Platinum when we were in the lockdown. <laughs> So, you and Brendan Favola, Red oh, Say had something about him spending. Didn't his wife say he'd spent thirty eight thousand or something yeah, last I'm year? Yeah, I'm too scared to look at like, it, but I, oh it was God. getting up there. So, right. but yeah, that, that'd be my probably top three cafes or yeah, places nice. where I'd frequent. And then, um, what's going to happen with Callum post COVID? So, what do you want to see happen over the next twelve months? Do you reckon? Um, well, I'm praying we don't get locked down again, yeah, but I, well, I feel like we'll be okay. All the lockdowns are behind us. Um, yeah, I think it's just 
continuing the growth of the business and you know navigating through all the ups and downs of it I suppose and just consolidating ourselves in the market and I think that I'd love to get to a stage where um, you know these big construction um, companies or projects will get to get to, to a point where they say we're only going to use eco sites there's just no need to use a diesel powered um, unit. So uh, I feel like that is so obviously going to happen. It is, and so it, and it's and just more just about, about whether it. anybody else jumps into the market or whether you've got it all to yourself. Yeah, it's so, massive. and that's the thing. Like, there's, you know, you, you kind of encourage other people there to have a go. So at this stage, we've probably got two years of free, free time to embed yourself. And look, one of the, I mean, you know, I specialize in marketing and one of the first things they always say is first to market yeah. um, gives you a huge advantage. Yeah, so I think there is, you know, some of the other guys might have one solar panel on top that runs their fridge and all that kind right. of stuff, but we, we run our whole system. Why did you do that, by the way? Why did you make everything solar? Because it's, it's so clever and it's so yeah. now really because that's what we should all be doing. Yeah. But you obviously came up with this at least a couple of years ago. So Yeah, we did. So and I think once we realised that – so the main, um, I suppose, um, challenge was that if we were going to go to market and compete with um, diesel or there's there was two things. We had to be able to match the – the power of the diesel. Yeah. So we couldn't go and say, mate, we're solar and, you know, you should be using us and then you'd run out of power or your fridge wouldn't work or your pie warmer and all that kind of stuff. So once we were able to to um, make that happen, we really knew that, that was, you know, it was going to be a big thing. A big thing. So and then I suppose the other thing was um, – just lost my train of thought there. No, you were talking about the two things that um, – now I'm losing my train of thought as well. The two things that made it that you – why you um, went all out for the solar rather than just doing part of it like maybe somebody else would. Yeah, yep. Let's just lost Doesn't matter. There. No problem at all. <laughs> okay, so um, – well, Callum, well, I reckon Ecosite is just going to take off. I am so excited to hear about all your story. And and, for, and I would encourage anyone to jump onto your website and see the configurations because they're great. Yeah. Um, I just wish you were selling them for sending them out to consumers. <laughs> so tell everybody what's the best way of getting hold of you if they're interested yep. or and, and the website address. Yeah, so um, www.ecosite.com.au. Yep. And uh, it's site just one without the S at the end. Yep, correct. Yep. And you can just click on the on the contact us link or whatever it is and that that will come directly to us and we can help you out with your any inquiries. Great. Well, listen, thanks so much for sharing your story. It's an amazing business. I just know you've hit the nail on the head there, which to use a construction term. Correct. (laughs) So thanks, Callum. No worries. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this interview. You can find all our guests on the Maribyrnong localised website, which is a free resource where you can share your business and what you do. I hope to see you on there.